Good morning, men of God, uh, and also women of God, and just uh, the children of God. And we would like to welcome you to the National Men's Prayer Call, where we meet every Tuesday and Thursday morning from 7 to 730, uh, where we are called to impact improve uh, men's lives through prayer and spiritual enhancement and personal development. Uh, we have a call-in number, and we, you can also join us Facebook Live. Uh, if you're on now, share uh, this this page uh, and this message this morning. I invite another brother. Uh, come on in, join us. Hey, man, I'm telling you, you're in for a good time, man. If you hadn't had breakfast, man, we got a, we got a nice breakfast for you this morning. Uh, we have our very own uh, manip manipulating master of the English dictionary, uh, our very own Johnny Mac, and we're going to hear his thoughts and truth with a verbal technique second to none. So we're going we to get this gentleman out the bullpen here in a minute because we know he has something to say. We know that the Lord has put something on his spirit to deal with our topic for this month, which is centered around uh, mental health uh, for men and, and talking about the mental state and the mental capacity of men and how to address those issues and that silent killer that we are not uh, often open to talk about. So we have the platform where we're going to share some information with you and allow ourselves to be helped uh, during this month. Uh, so the next thing is we want to also uh, lift up those on our prayer list. I want to put my grandmother on the prayer list, uh, Easter Bailey, along with we're still praying for the Tamika uh, Great, fam Great Frazier family for the loss of their brother, Billy Great, Pastor Joe, and First Lady uh, Chanta Fields. Their daughter is fighting for her life. Uh, Courtney Fields. So we are thankful, thanking God for complete healing. And also we're praying for Deacon Holloway Gray and his family. And so if there are any other uh, individuals or families that you need to put on a prayer, when we go into prayer, you all just lift them up in prayer as a silent prayer as we as I pray uh, for uh, the overall group and just the, the nation in its entirety. So we're going to go before God in prayer. But I always like to start off with a scripture. My scripture today talks about is Matthew 6 and 34. It says, there's enough, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, so there's enough trouble in each day. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. And Lord, we thank you uh, for helping us to see clear on today and for the vision that you will provide us for tomorrow. Isaiah 43 and 1 says, don't fear, for I have uh, uh, redeemed you. I have called you by name. It says, you are mine. So Derek Raphael, God says that you are his. Johnny Matt, he said, I called you by name. He said, you are mine. Brother Prince, God is calling you by name. He says that you are here. President Tenor, God is calling you by name. He says that you are his. Reginald Wright, God is calling you by your name. He says that you are here. Brother Benny Franklin, God is calling you by your name. And Brother Anthony Tolbert, which is myself, God is calling me by my name. So Lord, we just come before your presence, Father God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God, the great creator, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. Lord, we call on Jehovah Jireh today. Lord, we call on Jehovah Tishkenu today. God, we call on Jehovah Rapha on today. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity, Father, to be in your presence, to just come before your throne of grace. 
boldly, Father God, acknowledging that you are God, acknowledging that you are the great creator, acknowledging, Father God, that you are the beginning and the end, acknowledging, Father God, that you are everything to us. So we thank you, Father, for being peace. We thank you, Father, for being joy in troubled time. Father, we thank you, Father, for keeping us, Father, in the midst of the pandemic. Father, we thank you for keeping us in the midst of the winter storm. Father, we thank you for preparing our minds, Father. We thank you for keeping us whole. Father, we, could, we didn't come asking for anything this morning. We just came to say thank you. We just came to put you on high. We just came to put those individuals on notice that you are the great I am, that you are the Alpha and the Omega, that you are the only God. That your word says, thou shalt have no other God before you. Oh God, we don't put anything before you. We lift you up, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your foundation, Father. We thank you for wrapping your arms around us in our time of need, and our time of distress. Father, we thank you, Father, because as surely as you woke us up this morning, trials and tribulations got up this morning, depression got up this morning, stress got up this morning. But we thank you because peace got up this morning. Joy got up this morning. We thank you because grace got up this morning. Your favor got up this morning. Thank you for your mercy. Lord, we just thank you for this collection of men on this platform. Father, we thank you for assembling us together. We thank you for Dr. Green, the founder of this platform. We thank you for his helpmate, First Lady Green. We thank you for her diligence, Father God, and her support, Father God, and her strength, Father God, for keeping that man of God. Father, we thank you for allowing Dr. Green uh, the vision, Father God, but not only the vision to create this platform, but thanking you for allowing him to entrust uh, this platform to us, understanding, Father God, that we're going to move forward, that we're going to add to it and not take away from it. Because, Father God, we magnify you. Father, it's not about us, Father God. We don't get on here and talk about our will. Everything that we do, Father God, everything that's in our spirit, Father God, resonates your will. Father God, there's somebody listening that doesn't know you this morning, Father. Allow something to be said, Father, where they understand why we give you the praise, why we give you the glory, why we are able to stand in the midst of troubled time. Father, we thank you. Father, and we thank you for those that are on our prayer list, Father God. Strengthen those families. Strengthen those individuals, Father. Allow them, Father God, to see and understand, Father God, the memories uh, and the times that they were allowed to spend with their loved ones. And allow them to draw from that, Father God, and to share uh, those events, Father God, in those times. But Father God, keep their minds. Father God, and those that are dealing with individuals uh, that are in the hospital, Father God, Speak to those families, Father. Send down a word, Father God. Allow your Holy Spirit, Father God, to reign in their heart, in their mind, Father God. Keep them whole. Keep them focused, Father God. Allow them to experience joy, even in the midst of the storm. Father, and we just thank you, Father, for our children, Father God, and the educators, Father God, and those first responders, Father God, uh, that, are, uh, that have been continually, Father God, are working and pushing forward in the midst of the pandemic, Father God, in the midst of the storm. Father God, we know that we're trying to get back to a sense of normalcy, Father God. Schools are 
opening back up, Father God. Businesses, Father God, are going back uh, to full strength, Father God. So, Father God, protect us, Father God. Speak to our minds, Father God. Don't allow us to let our guards down. Father God, understand that this thing is not over, Father. The pandemic is not gone. So, Father God, allow us, Father God, to be vigilant and to still be smart and knowledgeable about this thing. And, Father, this morning, we have a great man of God that's going to uh, grace us, Father God, with your word, Father God. And I know, Father God, that you've spoken to this individual, Father God, and that he's in continued meditation and prayer with you, Father. I can hear it, Father God, when he speaks, Father God. He speaks with authority, Father God. He speaks with confidence, Father God. And every time he opens his mouth, Father God, it, joy just resonates out of his mouth, Father God. So we thank you, Father. But I ask you, Father God, to empty that vessel this morning and fill it with your Holy Spirit and allow your word to take full reign. Father God, continue to bless this, uh, this call. Continue to uplift us, Father God. Continue to cover me. Strengthen me, Father God. Continue to provide me with knowledge as I continue to study your word, as I continue to meditate, Father God, as I continue to get stronger, as I continue to gain strength, as we continue to gain momentum. Father God, this is our prayer. Father God, this is our love. We honor you. We live for you. And of course, we'll die for you. In your darling son, Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Well, amen and amen. I'm just so excited and delighted to, to come before you brothers this morning. And, you know, I, I never, never take it lightly to, uh, to stand before this August body of, of believers and especially men because uh, throughout the word, God is talking to men and he's giving us a special charge and a special challenge. And so as, as I prepared to share with you this morning, I have a whole trash barrel full of, uh, of, uh, of notes I was taking of what I wanted to say because I didn't want to just walk in and, uh, and say something that, that was insignificant or that didn't have any value or wasn't going to lift you up. Uh, the purpose of, uh, of coming together on these Tuesday and Thursday mornings is to, is to bring you prayer and also the, the power of spiritually enhanced personal development. Now, speaking of prayer, between Reginald, uh, Reggie Tenner and Anthony uh, uh, Talbert, I promise you, between those two tall T's, I'm going to bring, if I got a prayer need, I'm going to bring it to them two brothers because they pray like it ain't nobody's business. So I just want to just tip my hat and just thank you for your service of prayer because men uh, everywhere should pray and not faint. But there's something about men and, and we have lost or we feel reluctant or intimidated to go before the Father in prayer as if we're not worthy or not qualified. Remember, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. And in that qualification, he looks at everything about you and he doesn't even see all the sin, all the dirt, all the negative, all the, the things that are rotten and, de and debauched. He sees a pure shining vessel that has been washed clean by the blood of the lamb. And because of that, we're able to boldly <laughs> come before the throne of grace and ask for, to his face, ask for what we, what we want. And the problem I think that most of us find as we enter this thing called life is that we're not asking, we're just hoping that he understands and that he knows what we want. And, um, but we're, we're admonished and we're required to open our mouth 
and ask. You have not because you ask not. Now, I don't know who that was for. That was just a little extra, a little something, something. You know, this morning as I um, prepared to uh, to bring this uh, this presentation, the Lord dropped in my spirit to, to share with you a poem by Rupert Kipling. Now, Rupert Kipling was an Englishman, and he had some, uh, there were some issues uh, on his uh, understanding of, um, of the hierarchy of man and whether or not, you know, that, uh, that you were as a man, that you had any type of, uh, that your value was different because you were black, white, or different. We're not even gonna, uh, gonna discuss that. But what we are gonna uh, just talk about is the poem that he wrote called If. And it goes like this. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about don't deal in lies or being hated, don't give way to hating. And yet, don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it all on one pitch of one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there's nothing left in you except the will which say to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings nor lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count on you, but none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's within it and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. So we've measured manhood by different criteria and by different standards. And that standard of manhood that we would be able to reach up and, and, and take care of our families, do, us, uh, the, do the right thing, um, do everything within, a, within accord, accordance to excellence and integrity. This morning and this month, we're talking about March Madness. And then the subtitle, the, the, the substrata, the, the, the underlying foundation of that all is men's mental health. And man uh, is in a, a precarious situation because every day, especially men of, our, of, of our African descent and men of our, that are uh, colored by and kissed by the sun, we find ourselves in a, a very precarious situation because the world has seemed to conspire against us. The world has brought uh, so much uh, shame and, 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 and defame our name and, and held us back purposely and put us in positions where we have to claw and fight almost twice as hard to get half as much. I was looking at the medium income of the African-American family as opposed to the, uh, to the white American family. And the black American uh, household income, household wealth is about $17,100, whereas it's about $171,000 for the, for the white families. And that's not a testament or a, or a, a finger to point and say that the, the African-American uh, man works less or is, uh, is, is less industrious or, or doesn't uh, 
put as much energy or effort in what it says is systemically that we have been positioned uh, where we've had to, where we're not able to advance because of, of uh, governmental restraints and all sorts of situations. Now, when you couple that with COVID, now we have a crisis of gargantuan proportions. And it's, it's no wonder that the mental health aspects of, uh, of men, especially men of color, is uh, at an all-time uh, high. You know, the, the sub substrata is man up isn't an option. You know, when, <clears throat> when, when you're faced with loss of job, when you're faced with, uh, with, uh, with downsizing and, and, uh, and just flat out not being able to get a job because the, the, the good old boy system says, okay, I'm gonna give it to my nephew or to my, my, my buddy's friend. And even though you're more qualified that you don't have the option of being able to get in. So <clears throat> unfortunately, and, and the reality is that in today's marketplace, in today's uh, world, a man's, um, man's worth and value and esteem is predicated on the job he has. So if you've got a job position that allows you to earn a certain amount of money, it elevates you in society. I'm gonna, I've got a, a few minutes, so I'm just gonna share <clears throat> something that I've uh, been discovering here these last couple of weeks about about the SaaS model, S-A-A-S, that's uh, software as a service. And that is, it's a, it's a very insidious uh, situation that is um, taking and replacing many jobs that have been held, that men have held that were high paying jobs that allowed them to take care of their families. Now we're talking about mental health. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pack all this together and, and just weave it together so that you'll get an understanding of what I'm talking about. And so that we'll be able to move forward because I don't wanna just leave you with this with this heavy dread on your on your spirit and your heart. Oh wow, woe is us, the world, like chicken little, the world is, the sky is falling. No, I want to give you hope because in the word, it gives us hope. It gives us faith. And that's the substance of things hoped for. So this SaaS model, software as a service, when COVID came, it exposed uh, something that was uh, pretty unique, and they were trying to to roll this out over the next five to ten years. But COVID accelerated the process, and by that by that I mean this: uh, the software as a service is able to replace many of the middle income jobs, the, the management and the and supervisory positions that are held in the corporate structure, because it it, it uh, exposed the fact that that the actual physical uh, entity of a of a of a man of a of a of a uh, person or an individual is not necessary. Software can do all of that with artificial intelligence. It can it can process and sequence and automate and systemize uh, things so that it's not necessary to have a, a an actual human being in that job function. Now most of these jobs were were held by by men that were taking care of their families. So these are high-paying middle-income jobs, you know, seventy to a hundred thousand or more. <clears throat> and so, so so the sauce is replacing men in these jobs. So now men are finding that their job uh, that their that their identity has been removed, replaced, downsized, outsourced, just completely uh, changed. And now. They are they're they're scrambling to find to find work and their mental health is suffering as a result of it. So I think that there's uh, something that I've uh, coined COVID consciousness, and that's what's what's happened as men are finding themselves in increasingly difficult situations and increasingly um, daunting situations. 
And so this COVID consciousness um, breaks down into, um, into these five uh, categories. And let me just share them with you. And then I'm gonna give you a positive alternative to this negative reality because negativity is a reality that we all face. And as we face that reality, we have, we have two choices. We can, um, we can face everything and run or we can face everything and rise. And so we want to show you as men of God, how through prayer and spiritually enhanced personal development, we can face everything and rise so that that fear is something that will, will, will lift us and elevate us and that fear. See, fear is not always a negative component. Fear can be something that if it's, if it's generated and, and orchestrated and guided in the right direction, fear can actually be something that takes us to the next level of our, of our uh, success. You know, the fear of the Lord <laughs> is something that, uh, that we need to engage in. So let's talk about this, this COVID consciousness. Now the C in COVID means crises, chaos, confusion and because of, of all the things that the sheltering in and the um, and the um, the distancing and the mask wearing this is bringing a concept of, of crises in our mindset so we're thinking and the covid consciousness is that uh, is that crises is all around us and when, when we're faced with crises we respond in a crisis mode chaos that there's so much confusion that we don't know what the next step and the next thing to do is so we, we face that that reality the o means opposition obstacles and obstruction so in our, in our covid consciousness uh because of all these issues that are that are in, in, that we're encountering we find ourselves feeling that we're opposed at every turn that there's an obstacle everywhere we go that there's obstruction that's preventing us from being able to stand up and rise up as men and operate in our true mind, which is, which is a mind that that, uh, that believes and understands and, and is guided and turned toward Christ, our Savior, as the answer, so that we have no fear. The, the V stands for victimization, vacillation, and viciousness. We feel like we've been victimized because we've lost our job. We're 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 uh, we're sheltered in with our our, our kids and our, and family members that we've haven't had to, to be this close to in a long time because we had the, the, uh, the exit or the, um, we've had the, the separation of being able to go to work, job or schools and now we're sheltered in and we're co in this close quarters over long periods of time. So we feel victimized and in vacillation, to vacillate means to go back and forth. We, don't, we believe uh, in, on one hand and on the other hand, we're fearful. So that to vacillate back and forth is causing this COVID consciousness to bring us down and to make us fearful and the viciousness, the viciousness of, of people that as we've looked over the last uh, year and a half at the at the political scene, as, at the at the uh, protest scene, as, as, and all these, and as churches have, uh, have not been able to open so that we could get our daily dose of, of, uh, of determination, we find ourselves with a COVID consciousness. And then the I stands for impo impossibility, uh, intimidation, and uh, an impediment. We feel like we're impeded, and there's an in, in impediments all around us that's preventing us from moving forward, that everything is impossible, and that we can't go to, we can't go out, we can't go to church, we can't go to, to restaurants, we can't go to, to, uh, to, the, to the gyms, and, and we just, so now we just feel like everything is impossible, and it weighs us down, and we have that COVID consciousness. Brothers, we have a couple of minutes, so I'm going to, I'm going to move forward with, 
a little bit more uh, speed. The D stands for destruction, delay, and disaster. This is the consciousness that we're facing on, finding ourselves dealing with on a daily basis. We wake up, we feel like there's chaos, uh, crisis, and confusion all around us. There's this opposition, obstacles, and obstruction all around us that we're victimized, that we have to vacillate between up and down, right and wrong, good and bad. That viciousness is, is preventing us from being able to move forward and to operate as true men of God. We find that we're, we're seeing the COVID consciousness is telling us that it's impossible to live life in, in, in a normal way anymore, that we're intimidated by everything all around us and that there's impediments to our growth and our strength. And the destruction, delay, and disaster are the things that are that we're dealing with on a regular basis. So that COVID consciousness is causing us to, to just feel a mundane and fill a fill a, 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 a just a whole horrible mindset that's preventing us from being all that God has prepared us to be, for being the, the champions in our homes and in our churches, and our communities, and, our, and the schools, and in our children's lives, and the lives of our spouses. And it's causing all this 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 this, this whole chaos in our mind. So that's this COVID consciousness. Now, so in the next few minutes, minutes, I want to show you the answer. You know, there is a positive alternative to the negative reality. And the positive alternative uh, that I share with you, you know, I was going to, you know, you always want to uh, drop a, a scripture. So the, the scripture today is Galatians 5 and 9. And it says, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. So that little leaven, that little bit of negativity, that little bit of COVID consciousness has, has leavened the lump. And now all of a sudden, this whole lump is full of this, this COVID consciousness. But I think if we reverse the COVID and call it DVOC, okay, work with me, follow me, D-I-V-O-C is COVID spelled backwards. And that means that if we focus on the DVOC instead of the COVID, so instead of COVID-19, we got DVOC 91, so that we have the greater percentage of our mind focused on on uh, on on DVOC instead of COVID. You see, COVID is just uh, taking over our full consciousness and has us thinking and acting and behaving in ways that cause our mental health to to have a decline, to have to, to cause us to to, to, to be in a, a, a state of of of, 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 of malaise and, and 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 just fear all the time. So DVOC means this: that your dreams. Uh, that you focus on your dreams so that every day you wake up and you're believing that God is going to bring your dreams to pass. You're focused on, on increase. You know, the prayer of Jabez talks about increasing our territory. And right now, we're so focused on the, on the decrease that, we, that we, we, we lose sight on the fact that we serve a God that is real. We serve a God that will lift us up and take us to the, to the promised land. And we serve a God of increase. And if we ask, he will bring that increase to bear. And then vision, we have, you know, the, the good book, the, the number one bestseller of all times tells me this, that, that um, without, a, without vision, uh, people perish. You'll perish, you, you'll die, you'll suffocate, you'll, you, you'll wither away if you don't have a, have a vision. And that vision encompasses the green dream. That vision encompasses the increase. That vision says that I see something beyond this negative reality and that the positive alternative is so much better, that the positive alternative is the promised land and that we can go into the land of Canaan. We can go into the land of increase. We can take our families. We can, we can improve increase and, uh, and and get more and, and see better because we have vision. 
And then the old means opportunity because the vision shows that our dream of increase leads to opportunity. And opportunity is um, when, you know, preparation, success is when preparation and opportunity come together. I told you I was gonna, uh, gonna, gonna move forward, so I got two minutes to close this out. And that brings us to the C in Divac, which is contentment. You know, to be contented doesn't mean that you settle for it, that you're satisfied with the crumbs and the, and, the, and, the, and the negative reality of life. To be content means that you'll sit in that situation and you believe that through faith and hope that God is going to take you to that increase, that he's going to fulfill your dream, that he's going to honor your vision, that he's going to bring about the increase, and that the opportunities will present themselves. And if you allow them to, that contentment will take you to a place of blessing and gooder and gooder and gooder. I did say gooder and gooder and gooder. So brothers, with that being said, I'm going to share this with you. There's a small invisible enemy called COVID that has infected the entire world and caused the world to slow down and to shut down. And that small invisible enemy seems like we've done everything in the last year and a half to be able to, to, to stop it and to, and to fight it and to, and to destroy it because it's bringing, it's killing so many people, it's destroying so many lives. And so they, they have vaccines that they've created, three different vaccines. And a lot of people are afraid, many people have already taken them. And we're just hoping and against all hope that this settles them and, and brings us back to near normalcy. But let me tell you this, 2000 years ago, there was an invisible enemy, a small invisible enemy as well that infected the entire world. And this was, it was going and it was just spreading and it seemed like there was no stop to it. So God decided and had already decided from the foundation of the world to bring, to create a vaccine. And that vaccine, that, that small in, invisible enemy that's infected the world is called sin. And God brought forth a vaccine to bring us back to victory. And that vaccine is Jesus Christ. And all you have to do is accept him as Lord and Savior of your life. And once you do, you'll be able to turn that COVID into a devoc and be able to devoc the problems that you're, that you're facing in life so that your dreams, your, your increase, your vision, the opportunity and the contentment will rise you up to a level where you will not have to deal with the mental health issues, but that your mental health will become a mastery and you'll be able to master your mental, master your mind, and therefore be the man that God created, desired, and designed for you to be. Hey, I'm John L. Mack. I'm finished speaking, and I hope this blessed someone and helped someone to be able to deal with their COVID and devout their situation. Amen. Amen, J. Mack. Thank you, sir. Um, I will do my very best to kind of pull this into a um, quick overview. And what I got out of this gentleman, uh, J-Mac, is that uh, we're really in uh, a space where we're tackling mental health and having an understanding that all of the situations and things that are going on in our lives can really put us in a bipolar situation. And by, by bipolar, what we're talking about is the conflict between what Johnny Mac said, this COVID consciousness, or staying in this worldly space, even though we are a kingdom uh, men. And so if we allow things to uh, contaminate us in this worldly space, it can have implications in our faith. You see what I'm saying? And so in this, we have to have a counterbalance. Understanding this, that if we keep, keep stuck in this worldly view, we, we negate this, 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 this kingdom perspective. Um, scripture says this in Proverbs 13 and 12. 
Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. In this very simple uh, precept, hope deferred makes the heart sick. If we lose our faith because of whatever is going on and the circumstances in our life really is a undermining of our faith. Now, when hope deferred makes the heart sick, anytime we know in the natural, when the heart is sick, it contaminates the entire body. Amen. And so what has to happen is that we have to be in the space where if we don't get equally balanced, get equally yoked between the world and in, in, in the in the spiritual understanding, we could be uh, on a slippery slope and go into um, anxiety, depression, even suicidal thoughts. That's what he's talking about in this COVID consciousness. And so there's an environment, there's a biosphere that is cooking us into, you know, a, a space that we, we can literally, um, you know, and, and as, as, as men, you know, we barely go to the doctor in the first place when we get sick. And then and now we're talking about mental health and the stigmas around it. And gentlemen, what the uh, National Men's Prayer Call is saying is this is a necessity in some cases. We are, um, we're, we're like a fine car. And if we get out of calibration and we get out of alignment, it can throw everything off. And in those moments when we need that, that accuracy of how we're navigating the world, we could potentially blow a tire and skid off on the sidewalk. And then everybody that we carry in that car is in jeopardy. So I, I hope this is a, 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 a simplified version of the necessity of what we need to uh, do to make sure that we stay in mental spaces and good spaces. And sometimes that requires us to just go ahead and go to the doctor. You know, people, God has gifted us with people who are psychologists and therapists and uh, we negate that blessing or the opportunity to do it because of the stigma that we, we don't need that help. And I'm telling you right now, you know, we are in a war. The, the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And he'll do that in the battlefield of the mind. And so we got to take this very seriously and, and do what it takes to stay um, available for the kingdom. And we don't do that. We're not playing at our best. And the last thing you want to do is be on the field. And when you are hampered, you can you can you can end up getting more injured than you already are. So you got to take that from a mental standpoint and be in there. So you know, Dr. Mack has got, uh, got us a, a great understanding of that. And men and brothers, um, it is our mission to kind of bring in sort of the best minds, to kind of help us in this space to have a full understanding. And I'll be the first one to tell you, I've suffered from depression. I've suffered from anxiety to this point. <laughs> As a business owner, I'm going into my 25th year. I had anxiety so bad that I had so many variables running around in my head and my, my polar mind couldn't keep up and calculate it. I remember at one point uh, I was so busy uh, and so anxious to get projects done. I was working overnight, all night for multiple days. And the clients, you know, if you got 20 clients, you got 20 bosses and all of them pressure, right? I'm at a red light. I'm so anxious to get to the office because I'm behind. Somewhere in my head clicked that I can get there quicker on my feet because I was at a red light. I jumped out of the car and started running to the office. And I'm telling you that in a space that if you don't protect 
that moment. If you don't get into an understanding where you have to rebalance yourself, recalibrate your mind, uh, renew your mind, higher, whatever scriptural things we want to say, I ain't going to over-spiritualize this stuff. It is real. I've been in there. I've suffered from anxiety. Um, when you got people's lives in balance because, you know, the first and 15th are religious. You hear me? They're going to come and they don't, don't nobody on your, uh, your squad that you paying on the payroll care what's going on other than where my check at. And to have that balance in there and have people lives in your hands, sometimes it can hope deferred when you don't think hope is coming makes the heart grow sick. The heart gets sick. It contaminates the entire body. That's all I, I, I'll add to what J Max said. Uh, take it very seriously, gentlemen. You are uh, a necessity in the kingdom. Make sure you protect it. You get yourself in a place where you can make sure you get retuned up if you need to. And it's nothing against you. It's, it's, it, you love yourself and you love your family by loving yourself to get the help that you need. Amen. Uh, let's go to prayer real quick. Amazing job, J Mac. Thank you, sir. Brothers, uh, Father, we come to you with a simple prayer. Have us have a full understanding of um, the necessity to not be in a battlefield in our head for us to be bipolar, you know, undiagnosed or just going through the balance of the world and kingdom vision. So um, whatever the universe needs to, to make sure that we get the help that we need, Father, we ask that you uh, with that gentle nudge or if it's sometimes an elbow in our back to get us in the places that we need to be. Father, do it. We love you. We, we honor you. And we've got to live for you, Father. So we got to do it in the spirit of excellence. And so uh, we thank you for uh, this insight of this word. And Father, we just pray that um, we get and do all the things that we need to do proactively to make sure that we're in, in the right places. In your son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Y'all be blessed, brothers. Good job, Johnny Mac. Awesome. Yes, he has some words. words I don't know what to say. I, I got notes over here. You should have just gave me the cliff notes, pop. <laughs> hey, well, guys, make sure that you go to and subscribe to our uh, our YouTube channel. That's um, NMC NMPC um, National Men's Prayer Call, and we're now on Spotify um, uh, through Anchor. So we've got the last um, what twelve months, Sakoni. Uh, well, we have uh, about the last four months up there. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we got a lot. That, that's on our podcast. Uh, we are expanding this. Um, uh, Benny and I are working on uh, opening a, um, a clubhouse um, uh, for the National Men's Prayer Call. So that's going to be very, clubhouse. very powerful. Um, so, look, we just want to be able to take this message of prayer and spirit, uh, spiritually enhanced personal development uh, through, through as many men as possible with the only understanding to strengthen men so that we can become stronger um, in our families, churches, communities, and homes. So with that being said, we'll see y'all on um, on Tuesday. We, yes, good sir. news Tuesday. We got a good one on Tuesday. This whole month is going get, it's getting good and good. Amen. Amen. Y'all be blessed, bros. You too.